Hi, this is Jerry Lanska back with the Anointed Nachos podcast. As we jump into the Armor of God series, we're looking at the breastplate of righteousness, and we're in part two, continuing on with understanding what righteousness is. First of all, I want to say God is not looking for perfection. We are not the righteousness of God one day, and then not the next, and then here we are righteous again. No. We were made righteous because of what Jesus had done, period. We don't earn it. It was freely given to us. We're righteous because of his righteousness, not because of our own. Let's jump into Romans chapter 10, verse 3 through 4. It says, For they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself, refusing to accept God's way. They cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. For Christ had already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. So there's people out there that are trying to please the Lord with their actions, believing that they're saved by their actions, by keeping the law, by doing the right thing. They can earn their way to salvation, to be righteous. But because of what Christ had already accomplished, it says that we're made right with God. Period. You are made right with God to stand before him. And the devil does not want you to live with that fact, knowing that Jesus took your sins and that you're clean and that you've become the righteousness of God. The enemy does not want you knowing that God sees you in right standing with him. The enemy wants you to feel condemned. Why? Because then you won't come to the Lord and receive the things that God truly wants to give you, to bless you with in your life here on the earth. The devil wants you defeated. The Lord has more things for you, more blessings for you, wants to change your life, to bring you to new places. It's exciting to follow the Lord. He has a path for you, a destiny, dreams and visions for you to accomplish. And the devil will stop at nothing to get you to start looking at your own righteousness so that you feel unworthy, like you're not good enough, that you can't take it, you can't handle it, you won't match what God wants you to do. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Boldly. To the throne of grace. How can we walk boldly into the throne room of grace that's help from heaven, God's help, the things we need, the things we're asking for, the petitions that we're laying before the Lord? How can we come boldly and do those things and pray if we're feeling down and feeling unrighteous, feeling like we don't deserve it? We won't be coming boldly. We'll be crawling in. We'll feel like we don't measure up. We'll ask little prayers, assuming that we're bothering God and asking for too much. So we say, Lord God, if you can just give a little here, that would be nice. We're ashamed to stand before the Lord and we're hiding. The devil says, you're this or you're that. You can't match up to what God wants. You can't do this. The righteousness that we've been given is imputed righteousness. What does that mean? To impute something means to attribute something to a person setting of something to one's account. And it matters not if the person had sought or accepted what is being imputed. 
God has imputed righteousness unto us. You may not even feel like you deserve it. And you're right. We didn't earn it. It was freely given. Jesus died on the cross for each one of us. Just the same. The power that he took from the enemy when he died on the cross was for everyone. Everyone who comes calling on the name of the Lord is forgiven and welcomed with open arms into the Lord's kingdom. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24 says, And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So we have a new man, a new creation. Old things passed away. New things are coming into our lives when we're born again into God's kingdom. Thank the Lord that we don't have to live with our unrighteousness, our sins of the past. We thank you, Lord, for taking those things, wiping our slate, making us in right standing with you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow. God's spirit is in you. Righteousness then is in you. So we have this armor that we put on. We do, however, need to put off our old nature. It tries to creep up at times. So we put on the armor, but there's things we need to also put off just to live more holy. Now we are righteous. We're living the righteousness of God by what he did for us. But we can be holy by the things we do, the things we say. And here, let's read in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25 through 32. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So there's things that we need to learn in the Word on what it is to be a Christian, God's character and nature. It's not automatic. When we're born again, we're not a perfect person making zero mistakes and everything, all of our mannerisms, all of our habits are just gone and we're perfect and holy. No, we need to continually work out things in our life, getting rid of things that are holding us down, holding us back, Bondages need to still be broken at times. A healing may need to take place in your mind, in your body. There's things that the Lord wants to work on. And so we put away things, though. Corrupt speech that comes out of our mouth. When we fix our heart, as we said in part one of this message, we fix our heart and then good things can proceed out of our mouth. But we need to put on things and take off things put away things. Psalms chapter 119 verse 11 says, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So the Lord wants us to put in his word 
into our heart. That's what we let in. That's what we build on. We let it in. We meditate on it. Speak it. Dive into it. Study it. Ask the Lord about it. What does this mean, Lord? Teach me more about this. The Holy Spirit can be your best teacher. Now, I love I love going to church, and that's a vital part of a Christian life. For Jesus said, even himself, don't neglect fellowshipping with other believers, with the saints. We need to come together. We need to be equipped, Ephesians chapter 4 says. The only way to do that is to come and receive a pastor over our life and receive knowledge, be equipped for the work of the ministry. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is also living on the inside of you, your best teacher, who you can speak with any time of the day, anywhere you are, and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. I love that. I love that you can always speak, and he'll, he'll tell you things. He'll pop up verses and scriptures in your heart when you need them. That's the important thing about getting the word in. Hide it in your heart. So the Holy Spirit has more to pull up to speak to you when you need it. Mark chapter 4 verse 17 says, But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. There's people that fall away. People not putting on this armor of God. Temptations come. Persecution comes. Struggles come. And they're knocked out. They're not guarding their heart with the breastplate of righteousness. They're letting words from man to come in, affect them, to take them out, to hurt and damage their life. Vital. It's so vital to protect your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life, as we talked about in part one. Romans chapter 1 verse 17 says, this good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. We can't just believe what the word says. We need to do it. We need to live it out. Put it into our daily lives and change the way we think. We may fall short sometimes, miss something, make mistakes, but that does not take away God's righteousness in us. Do all the things you know to do from learning the word. The devil is the one trying to distract you to get you to make the wrong decisions, to make the bad choices, to hang out with the wrong people, to do something that will ruin your good reputation. Do what the Word says. Be holy, be giving, and loving, and forgiving. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. God is not someone condemning you. If you feel condemnation, it's not from the Lord. Now, the Lord does correct people and tell us to stop doing things, but he's not beating us over the head with a rod, and every time we make a mistake, he's not pushing us down and kicking us when we're down. He's lifting us up. He's speaking good and kind things to get us to get up, to fight, to say, you can make it. You can do this. I have given you everything you need through Christ on the cross, all the tools you need, all the weapons you need for warfare, and this armor to put on, this breastplate of righteousness. How do we use it? What's the application? You have to stand knowing that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
that you have right standing with the Lord. Pray and ask God to reveal anything affecting your heart. Repent of anything you need to. Fix it. Don't let another day go by with your heart bleeding. If someone else is at fault, live in forgiveness. Be quick to forgive. If you're at fault, ask for forgiveness. Take care of your heart. Say, I am righteous. Believe it. Say it. Speak it with me. I am righteous. Not because of our own righteousness. It's God's righteousness in us. That's why we can say it. It was given to us. We're grateful for it. We're thankful for it. We're thankful that he took our sins and wiped us clean. And now we can stand before him and talk to him, to pray, to worship him. And he wants us close. He doesn't want us far away. He wants you close with him. So start believing it. Come before the throne of grace with boldness. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord, for all these listeners. As we studied a little bit, a few minutes of righteousness and what it means that you gave us your righteousness, that we can stand before you clean and whole. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you said you told us to come boldly before you. And that's not a prideful thing. It's coming with confidence, knowing that you want us coming before you and that we can and that you want to hear our requests. You want to hear our heart. You want to hear the cries that we have, the desires that we have on our hearts. You know everything about us already. So I thank you for all of these listeners. They know they have right standing with you. Thank you, Lord. Now speak to them. Teach them more, Lord God, through the scriptures. Thank you for all of the listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you for listening about the righteousness of God in you. Until next time, thank you for listening. Anointed, not chose, stuck in